Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Michael Pitkowski, and today we will be learning Shabbat Daf 28. There is a concept in the laws of purity and impurity called tenting. Tenting means that an impure object, specifically a corpse, can project its impurity upwards if there is an ohel, a tent-like structure above it. There is an entire tractate in the Mishnah that discusses this concept, and a Mishnah at the end of yesterday's daf addresses what types of material that come from a tree can be used to build such a tent. The relevant clause in the Mishnah says, And nothing which comes forth from a tree contracts uncleanliness as a tent through overshadowing a corpse except for flax. You may be wondering why in the world is there a discussion about tents and impurity in Tractate Shabbat. It's a very good question, and the answer tells us a bit about the nature of the Mishnah. The clause preceding the above quoted clause says, With nothing which comes forth from a tree do they light the Shabbat light, except for flax. Now I will read them together. With nothing which comes forth from a tree do they light the Shabbat candle except for flax, and nothing which comes forth from a tree contracts uncleanliness as a tent through overshadowing a corpse except for flax. The Mishnah placed two statements that have a close literary and thematic connection together, even though they are really talking about two different topics, Shabbat candles and impurity. The Gemara further develops the topic of tenting, trying to define what makes a tent for the purpose of impurity. What types of material can a tent be made of? Does animal hide qualify? In order to answer these questions, the Gemara examines descriptions in the Bible of the building of the tabernacle. What types of material were used then? Were they susceptible to impurity? As a result of this discussion about pure and impure animal hides, the Gemara arrives at the topic of tefillin. What type of animal hide can a person use to make the parchments for tefillin? A number of other teachings are also brought about tefillin. What is their shape? What is the color of the tefillin straps? The answer to many of these questions is that it is a halakha going back to Moses at Mount Sinai. Halakha lemoshe misinai. This phrase occurs in both the Mishnah and the Talmuds, and many scholars have attempted to understand this phrase. A number of medieval Talmudic commentators already pointed out that some laws that are described as being halakha lemoshe misinai are known to be of rabbinic origin. If this is true, what is the meaning of this phrase? Numerous interpretations have been given, some emphasizing the antiquity of the laws described as being halakha lemoshe misinai, while others emphasize that these laws are not grounded in scripture, but rather in an oral tradition going back to Mount Sinai. All of these topics relating to tefillin are discussed in depth in Tractate Menachot, which we will, God willing, be learning together in a few years. There is one interpretation of a biblical verse in this discussion that deserves a little bit more attention. When trying to answer the question whether tefillin parchments must be written on the hides of pure animals, Exodus chapter 13 verse 9 is brought. 
והיה לך לאות על ידך ולזיכרון בין עיניך, למען תהיה תורת השם בפיך, כי ביד חזקה הוציאך השם ממצרים. And this shall serve you as a sign on your hand and as a reminder on your forehead, in order that the teaching of the Lord may be in your mouth, that with a mighty hand the Lord freed you from Egypt. This verse mentions tefillin, and it also mentions that the teaching of the Lord may be in your mouth. The Gemara learns that only something that is permitted to be in your mouth, a pure animal, can be used for tefillin parchments. I am reminded of the calls by some strict vegans to try and find the vegan-friendly option for tefillin. Not only are the parchments made from animal hides, but so are the tefillin boxes themselves. Traditional halakha requires the use of animal products in tefillin, but different ways should be explored that might make the manufacture of tefillin more animal-friendly. I think that this learning presents a nice approach to Jewish living. We must learn how to combine different Jewish values and commandments that we hold to be important into a holistic way of living. The ethical along with the ritual, the universal along with the particularistic, the routine along with spontaneity. Thank you, Lehitraot, and see you at the next daf. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.